Welcome today to the Carter Report. Our topic is the main truths are the plain truths and the plain truths are the main truths. And you can turn it around any way you like. Give us the same message. The main truths are the plain truths. But before we start today, I want to give just a little announcement. Are you ready for this announcement? I think I am. Beverly and I have been married up to today. Would you like to guess how long we've been married for? Just be nice to me and say 10 years. (laughs) Uh, What about 20 years? Uh, You say, well, you know, uh, maybe a little bit more than that, 30 years, 40 years. You're stretching it, aren't you? Beverly and I today have been married for 62 years. 62, 62 years married and 62 years preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I say to every person, thank you, Jesus, and glory be to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. There was an old preacher, so I'm told, by the name of Samuel. In fact, he had become a bishop. He was a little bit tedious. (laughs) Some people have told me on occasions, I'm a little bit tedious too. And he was a little bit tedious and he made things that were simple, rather complex. And so his wife wrote in the margin of his Bible, K-I-S-S. You all know what that means, don't you? K-I-S-S. She was not being overly affectionate. She was just giving him a reminder. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, Samuel, because that's what his name was. Other people have taken the same letters, K-I-S-S. You know what they say, don't you? Keep it simple. Keep it it simple, stupid. Now, we're not saying that. We're saying just keep it simple. But preachers like John Carter and some others have got a tendency to take things that are very simple and make them so profound that people find it very hard to understand. But I want you folks to know this today. Now, this is tremendously important. I'm going to say it now. Here it is. The main truths in the Bible are the plain truths. And uh, the plain truths are the main truths. God has made it very very easy to understand. Everything to know for life and happiness is found in the Holy Scriptures and especially in the book of Genesis. We're going to make it even more simple. We're not going to be going through the whole of the Bible. On the whole today, we're going to stay in the book of Genesis because the rest of the Bible is simply an explanation of the book of Genesis. And we're going to see today that in the book of Genesis, you've got the great plain main truths so that you and I can easily find our way from this earth home to the kingdom of God. The first truth is found in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, and that's one verse that is pretty hard to miss. Genesis chapter 1 
and verse 1. And I'd like the members in the audience here today now in our studio, if you'd like to, you can look up the text and you folks at home, you can just follow along or else you can read it off the screen or else you can go and get your Bible. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 says, here it is. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I think that's the greatest statement that's ever been made in the history of the human race. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, by contrast, let me read to you from this noted professor from uh, Cornell University. His name is Professor Will Provine, Professor of Biological Sciences at Cornell University. Now listen to this stuff. There are no gods, he tells his students. There are no gods, no purposes, no goal-directed forces of any kind. There is no life after death. When I die, I am absolutely certain that I am going to be dead. That the end for me, that's the end for me. There is no ultimate foundation for ethics, no ultimate meaning to life, and no free will for humans either. This is what he teaches his students. And this is taught in all the great state universities around the world, especially in in America, where we live. I ask you this question, is is it any wonder that there is so much depression among young people and so many suicides? Because there's no purpose, there's no God, and there's no life after death. But the Bible teaches we have a loving God who made us. Now, come over here, please, to Genesis 1 and verse 27. Genesis 1 and verse 27, please listen to the word. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Now, the Bible tells me this, that every person is made in the very image of God, and every person is distinct and special and glorious. I've been to Russia uh, 50 times. First went in 1971. I went back for a huge evangelistic campaign in the city of Moscow in 1991, and I found there people who've been living under atheism and communism for, for 70 years. What did I find? A man came up to me out of a great crowd in the great city of Moscow, just down the road from Red Square. He could speak English and communism was collapsing. Russia was collapsing. The Soviet Union was going down. He came up to me. He said, look at this. This is the hell that we have created. Remember this. The death of God always leads to the death of man. And when people rejected God in the Soviet Union and it started around 1917 and went for 70 years, would you like to know how many people they murdered when they rejected God? 
Many scholars say, and I believe it is true, between 50 million and 100 million people murdered, butchered, tortured, and thrown into the death camps. But the first great truth that is the plain truth, that is the main truth is this, there is a God and he made you. And you are special. And God has got a plan and God has got a purpose for your life. Don't let anybody sell you cheap. You are a child of God and you are important. The number two, marriage is between one man and one woman. That's politically incorrect, I know, but I don't care. Genesis 2, 21 to 24. Genesis chapter 2, verse 21 to 24. And the Lord God, Yahweh Elohim, caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Listen to me. The Bible teaches that a marriage is between one man and one woman. And therefore, I say to you, my friends, don't be deceived by or brainwashed by the Hollywood crowd, by the Washington crowd. The Bible teaches marriage is between a man and a woman. Who said so? John Carter? No, God said so. It is the word of God. Don't be deceived. Now, the third great truth, remember, the main truths are the plain truths. These are the main truths, and they're so plain. Anybody who's got an open mind can understand these things. The third truth, the Sabbath is a foundation stone of society along with marriage. Come to Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Genesis 2 and verses 1 to 3. We're getting all of this from the book of beginnings. We're getting it from the book of Genesis. Genesis 2, 1 to 3. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. The Bible says, not John Carter and not his church. The Bible says the Sabbath is a foundation stone of society along with marriage. It is the rest day. It is the blessed day. It is the best day. It is the test day, and in Holy Scripture, it is called the Lord's Day. Possibly the greatest theologian of the 20th century was the great German theologian, Karl Barth. And Karl Barth, in one of his books, quotes this quotation. Let me read it to you. 
Karl Barth, he said, when the holy day becomes the day of man. Has this happened? When the holy day becomes the day of man, society and humanity wither away and the demons rule. So when people stop keeping the Sabbath, they stop believing in God. And I would say to you, look today at our society. Look at the hell that we are making in America. The Bible says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. I ask the question, why the craziness? Why the crime? Why the lawlessness? Because America has forgotten God. Now, the main truths are the plain truths. You don't have to be too smart to understand these things. I even get it. The main truths are the plain truths. The plain truths are the main truths. You don't have to have an IQ like Albert Einstein. It is written down plainly in the Word of God so we can find our way home in the dark. The Sabbath was given by God as a means of holding the human race. Now, the fourth truth. Sin has messed up the world and sin has messed up you and sin has messed up me. The reason the world is in a mess, the reason Australia, the lucky country, is now in a mess is because of sin. The reason America is in a mess is because of sin. Beverly told me today after breakfast that during the first three months of this year in the United States, 6,000 people were shot to death. 6,000. In the first three months. And the problem, I think, is not the gun because even if we took the guns away, people would kill each other with dynamite or knives or something else. Would you like to know what the problem is? The problem is sin that lives in our human hearts. It's messed us up. Look at Genesis chapter 3 and verses 1 down to 5. Dear hearts and gentle people, Genesis 3 and verses 1 down to 5. Now, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, You know who the serpent was, don't you? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. God said, don't do it. And verse 5, And the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God knowing good and evil. 
Now, we know that Eve chose to disobey God and Adam went along for the ride. What most people don't understand is this. Listen carefully to me. I've been doing this work for 62 years. I find that most people don't understand this, even people who are in the churches. When the human race sinned, something happened to their natures. They had been holy as the angels, sinless. But when they sinned, their natures became lost and lonely and depraved. And sin has messed us all up. Lloyd-Jones, an old-time preacher, said this, Not only is the world in darkness, but darkness is in the world. I want you to think about that. He said, not only is the world in darkness, but darkness is in the hearts of men and women. Yours and mine, but for the grace of God. Come over here with me, please, to John chapter 1 and verse 5. We're going to come over here to John chapter 1 and verse 5. John chapter 1 says, concerning the coming of Christ, the first time, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now some translations say with some force, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. But I stay with this translation. I think the KJV here is perfectly correct. The light shines in the darkness, but the hearts of men and women are so befuddled and so deceived and so depraved that they cannot understand or perceive the truth. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness did not comprehend it or understand it. Jesus created the world. The Bible says the world did not know him. Can you believe it? Jesus was God in human flesh. He came into this world. He was the almighty son of God and he came into this world and the Bible says his own people, the Jewish people, did not know who he was. And in the end, they put the son of God on a cross. Because the light shines in the darkness and the darkness doesn't understand it. There's a text I was reading the other day. It shook me up. We're not going to look it up. For those of you who want the reference, I'll give it to you. Matthew 6, 23. Jesus said this. It shook me up. If the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? If the light within you is darkness, then how great is that darkness? What is Jesus talking about, I ask you? He's talking about human devisings, the way we see things, the way we understand things in our own human wisdom, like that professor from Cornell University. He said, if the light within you, and he's talking about human wisdom, human science and everything else. He said, if the light within you is darkness, are you listening to me? He said, if the light within you is darkness, then how great is that darkness? 
and a lack of appreciation of this great truth messes, messes our minds. Listen, Genesis 3 teaches that sin and death came into the world by the perversion of the gift of choice. I have people say to me all the time, I have my rights to choose. You do. You do have your rights to choose. Every person has the right to choose and every person has the right to go to hell. God has given us the the gift of the freedom of choice, but he's also given us the word of God so that we will make intelligent, life-saving choices. We need a savior. That's what we need, who we need. Not just a teacher, not just an example. We need a savior because sin has messed us up. The main truths are the plain truths and there are some things I may not understand, but I can understand this. Here is the next plain truth. Salvation is found only through the seed of the woman, the Messiah. But you say this is not taught in the book of Genesis. You've got to go to the New Testament. I beg to differ. Come with me to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 14 and 15, dear hearts and gentle people. And look at this text, and may God open our minds. Genesis 3, 14 and 15. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Satan, because you've done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed, the seed of the serpent, and her seed, the seed of the woman. He shall bruise your head. The seed of the woman would destroy the serpent and you shall bruise his heel. And he did so on the cross. There are two groups in this world, the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent, only two groups. The seed of the serpent is now running this world. And some would say running the government also. Jesus was the seed of the woman and the woman was the blessed virgin. Satan on the cross bruised his heel, but Christ one day will crush the head of the serpent. It is only the coming of Christ that can save us. Genesis 3, 24, please. Genesis 3, 24. So he drove out the man and placed cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. I want you to notice this because most of us are not aware of this. The flaming sword is a picture of the judgment of God. And the only way back through into the garden is through the flaming sword, through the wrath of God that Jesus endured on the cross. He went through the fire. And that's the only way you can get back into the garden. And that is through his death for our sins. I want you to come now to Isaiah, please. 
And we're going to have a commentary now on this great prophecy, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 and 7. Dear hearts and gentle people, turn with me. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, and we read about the seed of the woman. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there'll be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. We need Christ, only Christ, so far. God made us two. Marriage was made by God, one man, one woman. Number three, plain truth. The Sabbath and marriage are foundation stones of society. Four, sin and death are the result of man's rebellion. And five, Jesus is the seed of the woman and only he can save us from the flaming torch. He has opened the doors of paradise. Do you get it? The main truths are the plain truths. You don't have to be too smart to work it out. The main truths are the plain truths. And the plain truths are the main truths. More in the next segment. Please stay with us. Christ gives us clarity. When all around us is in ruins, we can rebuild our lives on the promises of God. The new Carter Report and Hope TV Media Center has risen up from the ashes. The van is loaded with medical supplies, food and water, then driven by courageous Christians into places of danger. With a cheerful heart, they deliver hope to weary souls. And because of you, faithful followers of Christ, Ukrainians have been given a new song to sing. It is up and running. We are witnessing a miracle. We are committed to keeping it operating and expanding. God is not done here. Let us follow him. With your financial help, we can heal the Ukraine. Spiritual programs will be made. Supplies will be driven to those in need. And new songs to the Lord will rise from the rubble. God can take any gift and multiply it to bless the Ukrainian people. Let us not forget them. Pray that the Ukraine will be restored. And pray that the peace of God will prevail. Diakoyu, thank you. Your gifts can be sent to the address on the screen or visit our website. God bless you and thank you for being a part of the Carter Report family.
For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.